Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Ward, and my guest today is Primo Franco. Primo is from the Nino Franco estate in the town of Valdobbiadine in Treviso province in the Veneto region of Italy. Did I get all that correct? Yes, you're perfect. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, um, uh, your, your estate is famed for its sparkling wines under the Valdobbiadine Prosecco Superiore DOCG. Exactly, correct. Yes, uh, you know, this is an old family business. I mean, that my grandfather started the, the job, I would say, in 1918. So last year has been our 100th anniversary. And uh, I am the third generation. Then there is Silvia, which is the fourth one, which is working with us. And we are only producing uh, Prosecco as a sparking wine. Uh, it's, it's a family-run company, you know, uh, um, around one million bottles per year, 70% uh, in the export market, and our main market is actually uh, the U.S. countries in North America. Okay, so um, one of your wines did very well at, I think, uh, either Five Star or Opera Wine, is that correct? Okay. I beg your pardon? Which wine are we talking about today? Because I don't know one's talking about. Uh, we are one. talking about Prosecco Primo Franco. This was the wine that we are supposed to to um, to present at Opera Wine. Opera Wine in Verona. They asked us for um, uh, one of our wine, and we decided to choose. Actually, you're supposed to open a, a Jeroboam, which is a three liter of Prosecco Primo Franco. Uh, to, 2017, from the different vintages, and um, it was the first uh, September of uh, uh, 1983, and with some friend in the business, we opened the bottle for my grandfather from the vintage in 1955. And it was, uh, even it was uh, 20, uh, more than 20 years old, it was an outstanding Prosecco. Uh, with the old uh, style of a sugar sugar. You know, Prosecco in the past used to be the wine for the end, so it used to be the wine for the panettone, the focaccia, Easter time. And um, we discovered this uh, incredible young, uh, more than 20 year old Prosecco. And uh, they said, people, why don't you start again from this wine, going back? You know, we are only doing. Uh, Brut as a dosage, which is the, the most the, the most drinkable, the wine that you drink as an aperitivo, and then uh, you can go ahead. And uh, we did something special for the region because we uh, we decided to choose um, a part of a vineyard, a large vineyard, a small part, the meaning of the single vineyard, and then uh, using a, a 
at the end of the set of fermentation, having the nigger a residual sugar. So instead of having the residual brut uh, going next to 28, 30 grams of residual sugar. And then we, I, I reprint uh, my grandfather label that was a very simple but very elegant label. And reproducing all this time. And it was, uh, I would say, you know, uh, quite a success because um, well, because the wine was very good, actually. <laughs> you know? When you say it's um, obviously got that little bit of sweetness, um, if you and me are going to have dinner together, which would you, what food would you serve with that wine if I was coming to dinner with you? Well, first of all, let's say that the balance between the sugar, acidity, pH, the body of, 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 the, of, the, of, the, of the wine is, allow me to say, quite, quite good. <coughs> so, I would say we can start with the prosciutto crudo di Parma or San Daniele. They are very sweet. You can use it with a, a raw fish. Um, you can use it with all these kinds of appetizers. But you know, also, I would say that, you know, Prosecco is mainly a lifestyle. So you, when you sit at the table with friends and you start drinking the glass of Prosecco, you uh, smell the wine for the first time and then you start, you know, you don't uh, steer, you know, uh, um, the, the wine. You start drinking pleasantly and then relax when you're talking with your friends. And maybe if you are in a local osteria, you also order maybe there is an open uh, fire uh, drill and you maybe open the order the steak. And you are uh, and you are relaxed. You are drinking prosecco. And the steak arrives at your table, and you don't need to change the color of the wine. And you go ahead uh, drinking steak and prosecco. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, this belong this belong from the tradition because people in the past they were used to drink and eat what it was locally. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was convenient, I guess, as well, as if, if that's your local wine, you drink, you drink it with your local food, um, and it matches well together. What about things like cheese? You say that wine had a little bit of sweetness. Of course, of course. You can, you, we can also have at the end with, with, with some cheese. Of course, you know, once again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say any kind of blue cheese or uh, this kind of, uh, what we say, ergorinati cheese, you know, but wh why not with a beautiful, uh, very aged Parmigiano Reggiano, which is, you know, uh, a monumental cheese, because if you think that it's the only cheese that you can eat at any age, you know, uh, so it, it's, it, it's perfect. Not, if you didn't have a wine business, you yeah. could change career, it could be anything <laughs> you want. And uh, you, you, you know, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I was 13 years old, Dad, and I said to my father, uh, I would like to be an architect, you know. And uh, uh, he said, I'm sorry, uh, you are the only of this uh, big family in the wine business, and so your destiny is uh, following the, the family business. So. Uh, they sent me uh, far home uh, in Colegnano, um, in this um, enological school, which is one of the most famous in Italy, 
and it was 13 years uh, old, 1961, and they came back in 1967, uh, graduated in technology, and then, <laughs> you know, uh, at that time, wine was part of the everyday diet, but we were, you know, my father, he was bottling wine in one liter bottle, two liters, damigiane, uh, barrels, all these kind of things. And I, I will say, I literally I threw from the windows all these things and I decided to focus myself only in the sparking. I get sparking money for second. Obviously, you didn't become an architect, but you've been very successful as a producer of sparkling wine. I want to say thank you very much for speaking with us today. We wish you and your family estate and Prosecco in general, uh, especially Di Valdo Biadine, um, every success in the future when, um, and hopefully we can meet face to face at some time, we can look at your vineyards, which look absolutely spectacular. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Monty. See you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. Ottimo. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through ItalianWinePodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.